welcome to a brand new episode on the Green Gen podcast. I'm your host Prerna Tirodkar, aka PT. On this episode, I'm joined by my fellow climate crusaders Varun Paul and Smriti Swaminathan. Firstly, before diving into anything, I want to thank you for your support through to us and everyone on the community. We are today around two fifty listeners strong. And I promise we are striving harder every day to build content, host interviews, and bring to you simple concepts of sustainability that help you and enable you to take action and be part of the solution. On this episode, it's a special segment, one we call the Green Affair or Betak. Where we sit together and demystify the understanding of complex jargons surrounding sustainability. Sometimes it's only natural to be overwhelmed by the information overload that surrounds us, to be numb to any information around us. On this episode, we thought we'd start with explaining the concept of circular economy to you. demystifying solutions around it and helping you with simple examples that leave you with an understanding of what is this jargon about and where do you even see it is it practical and what's the future of it thank you so much for tuning in and i really hope you enjoy this episode Welcome to a brand new episode of the Green Gen podcast with two of my fellow climate crusaders and green geners, Varun Paul and Smriti Swaminathan. On this episode, we are trying to simplify the concept of circular economy for you. What does it even mean, and how can you and I individually take actions in our impact sphere? So, to get started, let's go back to the first time we. Heard about the term circular economy? This is how we are going to go about it. Why don't you share your experience? When was the first time you heard about circular economy, and what was your first instinct about it? Women first, so Smriti, you go. All right. Thank you so much, Prerna. But yeah, so to be honest, I was uh, you know never introduced to this particular term in my schooling at all. so when i was part of my university was when i first heard this term probably in my second year or third year and uh, the immediate thought that i had after i listened to the word circular economy was uh, something to do with economic development something to do with nations and you know probably it's how we create more revenue gdp and things like that so i was so naive that you know i did not know that this was a term related to the environment so that was my initial idea so and uh, the learning after that has all been for the last 3 to 4 years i think yeah awesome and varun what about you so for me the first uh, encounter i had with this term was when i was working in the first in my first company which was basically a metal manufacturing company right and during my tenure there i started researching a little bit more about the side effects of the business the core business in itself and that was when i came to know about this term circular economy right and it sort of confused me because i i i sort of look at looked at it a little more reductively 
I thought what circular economy meant was basically recycling. That was all that I had in my mind. But now looking back, now that we've been through this journey where we've been trying to read a lot more with increased amount of awareness, I know that it's a lot more and there's a lot more nuance to it, which we'll get to in a little while. So what's the lot? Let's get to it. Let's dive. Let's dive right in. So what is the lot? Lot more, right? What has changed between what you knew back then, which was only recycling to now? What is it more? What are the more elements that added as you moved and learned more about it? Smriti, do you want to start? Um, yeah, so I'll take a shot at it. So for me, honestly, you know, the crude idea was along the lines of what Varun said, something to do with, you know, recycling. But I realized that uh, there's a lot more loop systems that the environment is associated with, namely the open loop and the closed loop systems. So uh, me being from an electronic background, we have a lot of these parallel systems and all of this that, you know, I have read about in terms of electronics, but a closed open loop system in terms of the environment, that was super novel for me, which I hadn't even honestly given a thought about. So, you know, that was uh, one of the key learnings that I had. And that also made me ponder how we are actually in a cycle of generating linear waste as against using this waste to again, you know, tie it back to where it began. Sim- let's simplify this more, right? What do you mean by circular? I mean, what do you mean by closed loop fa- waste and linear waste? What does it mean? What does it imply? Yeah, correct. So, you know, even uh, this is not like the simplest form. Uh, so when I say it's an open loop system, let's think of it as me as a person. I'm using a particular product and then I dump a particular product after its life cycle is over. So there is no tying back the product to its origin. So I am being a part of an open loop system where I'm only worried about, you know, the temporary uh, life of that project in the cycle. And I'm not concerned about, you know, where exactly that product is headed to after its use. So is it going to a landfill? Is it going for recycling or is it just being, you know, dumped uh, in a garbage truck? So I don't know. And I'm not actually aware of it. So that is how an open loop system works. But when I say closed loop, uh, the concept is that, you know, I am more mindful of, you know, where exactly this particular product goes after its life cycle is over. And somehow I try to link it back to where it began so that it can be used in a better form. And just to add to that, uh, right, like there's a couple of points that come to my mind and a couple of cartoon characters that taught me a bit about this. Right. Uh, first is um, Mufasa from Lion King, where he talks about the entire circle of life. Right. We're all connected in this circle of life, and nature has a way of making sure that nothing goes to waste. Anything that starts uh, out as a seed grows to a tree, which breaks into branches, falls down again, acts as food for the animals, and the cycle goes on and on. Right. It's just this one species, human beings, who have introduced a linear system which ties back to what you're saying. Uh, and primarily, this is not this is where the problem, uh, I mean, the crux of the problem is, right? We are not uh, ensuring that everything that we do, everything that we use is healthy food for something else, right? We ensure in, in the current um, design of our systems, both in terms of our consumption systems, manufacturing systems, we don't, we don't design for this element where every output 
is is effectively acting as an input for another industry or for another use if we're able to achieve that i think that is when we we were able we can say that we have uh, reached a circular economy does like that every, simplify things every every action has equal and opposite reaction similarly <laughs> we'll have to just figure how it goes down the cycle and we reduce waste essentially that's the crust of it right yeah we're trying to reduce waste hmm that's complicated and interesting at the same time so tell me more about if we if we look at the practical examples of it right are there are organizations doing it we hear so much about closed loop solutions circular economy companies advocating for it then why is there a waste management issue then why do we have so much waste is it because are we producing more products what is it what is the issue one very simple example that comes to my mind uh and something that all bachelors all singles will be totally aware of if you've been living alone in an apartment is the system of getting water cans delivered to your door right when you get water cans delivered it's always uh a practice that you have a spare water can and you give them the water can back and this is then washed they will fill it with water and this will go out to another customer in that way they are not manufacturing it giving it to the customer and making sure the customer disposes of it instead you're giving the customer an incentive to give it back to the manufacturer that way the manufacturer con- retains control of their product uh, they don't have to invest more in manufacturing uh, products they don't have to invest more in uh, raw materials which is an increasingly expensive uh, proposition for these manufacturers we know that uh, in terms of predictions uh all the raw materials especially uh metals or plastic are bound to increase right so it is in the manufacturer's self interest to to retain uh whatever has already been manufactured and these are high quality stuff that can definitely be retained right so you can look at some other examples of uh, how um um circular economy as a concept has been explored by a few companies could be um it doesn't happen in india in this specific example but in the us there's a concept of uh, leased phones right where a, a a telephone company or telecom company would tie up with a mobile company and they would give you phones on a lease and once the customer has uh, done using it they give it back to the manufacturer right so this way again a circular economy is established uh and one more uh, really interesting ex- uh example that i came across is that of a company called interface now interface is the world's largest designer and manufacturer of commercial modular carpets now what they sell is not carpets as a product it is the uh utility of you having a carpet as a service now let me explain a little bit more about that uh what they essentially um propose is that they would give you modular uh tile based carpet system on your floor and they would uh they would make sure that they spe- they will uh, ensure the maintenance and repairs of, repair of these uh carpets so if a person who is using this carpet spills something on their carpet just a tile a section of that carpet is sent back to um this company and this company again it 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 replaces only that specific segment of the carpet which reduces waste by around 98% right like and that's one of the one of the uh, better examples you can have of a circular economy 
So most of these renting companies or startups that work on the idea of renting out things, you know, that uh, is very much in sync with this entire concept of reusing and, you know, recycling things. Because I know a lot of my uh, seniors who have opted for, you know, uh, rental wedding gowns and wedding dresses. Because uh, India being a country where marriages are celebrated to a very large extent, so it's it's almost uh, unsaid that you know uh, we spend a bomb on wedding dresses, on you know many things associated with wedding, wedding jewelry and things like that. But if we are able to you know uh, bring in a mindset change to at least you know say ten out of hundred brides who are willing to go that length, and you know. Uh, you know, like you can have a grand attire for your wedding, but you know, hey, listen, you can actually, you know, go out to a rental to do the same thing. Yeah, because Flyrop, I think, did a good job with that and some really like, good pieces. Correct, because it would be unfair for us to say, you know, minimize shopping, don't go out, don't shop, don't do this, because that that's not how the change works overnight. So, you know, we have to tell them to start minimizing their purchase as well as uh, take care of the sustainability aspect in mind when they are actually making those purchases. So, I'm confused here, right? Uh, last last year, I think, or just early this year, there was this Netflix documentary called The Minimalist that was launched. So, is circular economy similar to the uh, idea and ideology of minimalism? Is that leave, uh, leading a life that is mindful and less cluttered? Are we trying to advocate that? So, yes and no. Um, I haven't per se seen the documentary that you speak of, but I get where you're coming from. Uh, this is often a confusing term for many. Everything sort of sort of sort of blends in after a certain while, right? Like. There are various concepts like the triple bottom line, there's circular economy, there's carbon footprint. Uh, and after a certain point, you lose sight of what is important. Now, I just to put it in simple words, minimalism is the absolute opposite of consumerism. And consumerism essentially preaches that a person should consume as, they, as the, uh, the society grows and expands. The consumers start consuming more and more. And uh, this essentially is how the entire economy is going to grow, right? Because of the consumers um, uh, need to buy more and more and consume more and more. Now, what minimalism offers is an alternative where you only purchase and consume the items that are absolutely necessary for you, right? A lot of our items, a lot of the things that we buy are absolutely unnecessary. We don't need that seventh pair of jeans we don't need that eighth pair of eighth t-shirt, which you probably are never going to use in your life. Right? Just in case, in case of emergency. Ah, that's where, see, that that is where we get uh, caught up, you see. So I know, I mean, it is difficult. It's a, it's a difficult thing for uh, anyone, especially our age, given the society that we live in and in the, in the kind of attitudes that uh, the generation has, including myself. Uh, it's it's a difficult thing to don't uh, be ask a hypocrite. A <laughs> no, you're also <laughs> gonna go shop for something else that's not necessary. No, yeah, I mean I agree. Uh, I do that every day, right? And I'm a guilt. I'm guilty of it, and so are you. But what I'm trying to say is just getting more conscious of the fact that there are a lot of items that we don't need, right? Like, and uh, if we're able to simplify our lifestyle, right? both in terms of by just reducing the waste that we uh, generate in terms of the things that we uh, buy, we'll be able to have a positive effect on the environment. That is one for sure. 
but more importantly it will also improve our mental well being because there's a lot less clutter in your life right just look at your wardrobe you you'll see that 60 to 70% of the clothes that you have haven't been used in the last 6 months is that i mean i don't know is that true of uh, you uh, prerna and smriti i I've, i've seen that for myself yeah 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 definitely i think we have all been there some point of time or the other yeah so three four items that we can definitely reduce on and there are these are actionable steps that we can take uh in areas like uh, food consumption how do we make sure that we're not consuming just fast food and uh look, looking to move towards a more sustainable form of food right it could be mo- switching from uh rice to millets uh and this is a very specific example uh that i state um because rice consumes a lot more water than any other hardy grain like a millet right like and when you're consuming millet it uh these millets consume a lot less water which means it's that it's a lot more beneficial for the environment secondly just the general waste that you uh that you throw out instead of buying packed packed foods can you carry your own bag and get it uh, packed into that right uh, thirdly any plastic usage instead of um, instead of using plastic boxes for uh, things can you use your um, uh, your tiffin tiffin box can you get a tiffin wala your dabba wala in mumbai to come and deliver to you right these are simple things like or just reducing the water that you use instead of shas can you take baths so these are you don't have to be a sanyasi you don't have to go to the himalayas quit all life live in a lead an ascetic life right but small steps uh, do hu- create a huge impact in my opinion so these small steps that you have uh, you know just mentioned quickly bring back two three concepts to me which are again interlinked and in this entire circle of circular economy and sustainability or life in general that what we are trying to do with the concept and the sense of circular economy is reduce waste reduce energy uh be more mindful about what we are consuming and then essentially reduce our cumulative impact on the environment having said that what are the jargons that uh that surround this concept so to answer that question prerna there are two terms one is uh, substitution and the second one is dematerialization so what exactly is substitution so let's say i'm anyway going to use product a that's inevitable in my life so why not i replace it or substitute it with a product b which is a little better for the environment and which is easily you know uh, it can get back into my closed loop instead of product a so uh, one example here is you know many industries use uh, lithium based batteries for their processes so but there are a lot of conscious corporates who are sh- making the switch to sodium ion based batteries which are much more easily you know um, they can become a part of our environment so this is substitution in the circular economy and how it works another term which i think needs to be broken down a bit is dematerialization so what is dematerialization this is generally when we are trying to use a product a for the complete life cycle and then using the same product we try to uh, dematerialize it and then put it back into the cycle again so that it is helpful in the creation of a new product so essentially uh, think of it something where uh, you know um, you are using a recycled paper as against buying a set fresh set of notebook or you know fresh set of paper so you know you put that product back into the cycle 
to serve the same purpose so you materialize the product dematerialize it put it back into the cycle and then you go over the entire loop again so you know these are some things and uh, this also reminds me of another thing which is called as cradle to cradle and cradle to grave approaches so you know though they are synonymous with um, you know the open loop and closed loop concepts cradle to grave literally means you know you use a product from its birth from its cradle you put it to the grave so you know it's like a linear chain whereas cradle to cradle is you know you give birth to a product use it and then again put it back in its own cradle and that's essentially indicative of the closed loop so you can think of these terms as synonymous terms and not as entire jargons so quickly summarizing what i have understood of this concept so far right it essentially means we reduce our consumption so we reduce and in case we are consuming we ensure we are reusing it or else recycling it so the three r's that are there reduce reuse recycle let's quickly summarize with a rapid fire round of how you would be in uh, how do you adapt this concept of circular economy in your personal life what are the three things that you do in your personal impact sphere to ensure that you are reducing your waste reusing it and recycling it let's go with varun this time cool so again uh, in terms of any uh, purchases that you make just make sure that uh, there is no alternative form of uh, uh, form of service that you can get instead of buying the product can you get it as a service right that would be the first way to go about it second way is reduce as much as possible if there is an unnecessary meeting that people have called you to and you think you can take it over a zoom call please ask them if a zoom call works right uh, and moving away from the 3 hours uh, do be wary of and be be on the lookout for opportunities to save energy right if you can if you can find ways in the society around you in your own households to reduce or to just make the system more efficient in terms of energy please take that and that is something that's definitely in your hand uh and finally one step that um, wasn't discussed here but i think is very important please hold the service providers who are claiming to be green up to the standards right like if they are if they claim to be green uh we need to ask proof for that we need to make sure that this isn't just a, a marketing gimmick but this is something that they actually care about and this is something that they actually promote through their values and the way they operate right so uh that would be my three takeaways and my three points to add on this mm-hmm. thank you so much bali spriti yeah so i think um, i'd like to start by saying the points that uh, i am actually practicing in my own life so that people out there listening to this also will nod in unison okay so uh, first thing is you know this is a typical practice unsit practice in almost every other indian household so whenever we buy any sort of a clothing and then you know it sort of you know uh, is not in a form that can be used so it immediately gets uh, depromoted to be a kitchen utility cloth which you know we used to wipe our gas stoves and things like that with and then even if it becomes one step degraded degraded further it is then promoted to become a doormat and things like that so these are practices which indian households have been put in place 
even without them actually knowing how circular economy works so you know i urge all of them to keep all these practices in place and in addition to uh, contributing you know how other uh, items or rugs or carpets or things like that can be you know somehow reused even within your own household in your living room in your bedroom in your you know uh, dining room how exactly these things can be reused is something which i have also constantly been in the lookout for and probably uh, the listeners can also you know think about it. and second thing which i'd like to reiterate which i have personally had an experience with is the switch to menstrual cups because um, menstruation is one thing which uh, no women can skip and uh, though we are reluctant about the uh, damage that sanitary napkins are causing to the environment because of their uh, non biodegradable nature uh, i think that it's high time uh, we have to make the switch to some other alternative if you're comfortable with cloth pads if you're comfortable with you know sustainable pads or a menstrual cup whatever sells your boat but definitely do give it a thought and and you know i'd urge all of them to you know see what works best for them because all this works on an experimental basis and i have come to understand as a result of my experiment that menstrual cup works best for me and if i have to invest say 400 rupees in a menstrual cup or 500 rupees in a menstrual cup that's going to last me for 12 years so if one person can you know minimize the entire impact and you know conserve her monthly sanitary napkin contribution for 12 years then you can do the math for yourself and see you know what will happen if everybody in the country or in the globe can you know try to uh, implement such a sort of thing so yeah quickly summarizing of what you should be doing from and taking away from this entire episode one just check if in case the next time you're buying something can that commodity be le- leased or can be used as a service second one just identify in your personal sphere where is it that you are consuming the most amount of energy and thirdly hey there girls we can always make a difference by changing the way we have been taught to handle menstruation so next time you are slightly apprehensive about using menstrual cups just try calculating how much damage are your monthly and take that plunge I'm so glad you stuck around till the end and I hope you enjoyed this one. Now before I sign off this segment I had a request to make. This is our platform, a platform where we as a community are coming together to simplify the understanding of sustainability. And we'd appreciate if you write to us with any suggestions, feedback on guests or topics that you might want us to address. or in case there's something or a narrative that we could change or enhance thank you so much for all your support for listening to us tuning in and being part of the movement until we meet you next do not forget to have fun and lead a purposeful life